Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay, and I want to personally welcome you to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. Zig is certainly in a teaching mode today. He will tell us how to overcome questions and objections with a formula called the Quiet Method. So I'm going to be quiet so we can listen to Zig together. I'll be back to recap. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When your prospect says no, the reason is most often because they do not know enough to say yes. There is a method that will allow you to discover what additional information is needed to close the sale. I call this concept the Q-U-I-E-T method for overcoming objections and closing more sales more often. The next portion of this program is designed to help you overcome no by placing prospects in the no. Closing more sales more often. A Q-U-I-E-T method for overcoming objections. The person selling elephants gets three basic objections. Where does that thing sleep? What does that thing eat? And who is the vice president in charge of cleaning? Now, you may not be in the business of selling elephants, but all sales professionals deal with questions and objections. Some fear that these questions and objections lead the prospects toward the dreaded no response when attempting to close the sale. Actually, objections are our best friends. This may surprise some of you, but once your prospect says no, they're not going to change their mind and buy from you. Sales veterans will often tell you that the majority of their sales are made after the prospect says no, and earlier I shared some statistics about 60% of the sales occurring after the prospect has said no five times. However, I stand by my statement that your prospects are not going to change their mind and buy from you. Your prospects, however, will make a new decision based on additional information. You see, when the prospect says no, the successful sales professional understands that the no must mean the prospect doesn't know enough to make the right decision. We never argue with a prospect. 
We simply understand that we haven't finished our job and accept the responsibility for going back and providing the information needed. With additional information, they will know enough to make a new and favorable decision. Let's look at a formula which will allow you to deal with real objections and handle them in an efficient and effective way so you can close more sales more often. When objections occur, the professional salesperson will get Q-U-I-E-T. Each letter in our formula stands for a word that will allow you to help our prospects gather enough information to overcome their objections. When you get an objection, you pause, think, Q-U-I-E-T, and then begin with a question. You must ask questions so that you may understand the objection. Once you understand the objection, then you may identify the objection. To identify the proper objection and not be fooled by a false objection, you must empathize with the prospect. If you empathize instead of sympathizing with the prospect, you are ready to test the objection. When you test the objection and prove it real, you can eliminate the prospect's concerns and dramatically improve your chances of making the sale. Questions. Ziegler on selling has placed a great deal of emphasis on asking questions. And the questions you ask here are very similar to the ones we have been learning about throughout the book. Our three-day seminar, Born to Win, is taught six times each year in Dallas, Texas. I lecture each day and then visit with the participants during their breaks and lunchtime. Our staff coaches the participants on how to personalize the principles in each of their lives. This is done through small group interaction. The tuition investment is just $595, and as you might guess, that amount is incredibly low, especially when considering the comprehensive personality evaluation, special leadership training session, the large amount of support materials, and the quality of the people involved in the training. For most businesses who are accustomed to paying $1,500 to over $3,000 for three-day seminars, however, some individuals and families who aren't involved in training on a regular basis are surprised by the amount. What does surprise mean? That is precisely what we must find out by asking questions. What is the purpose of the question in the QUIET formula? The successful sales professional asks the question to understand and identify the objection. Let me give you a specific example of what I mean. Don Gerald of Garden Grove, California, sells enrollments in a fine accredited vocational college in Long Beach, California. He is completely sold on the school and everything it represents. Several years ago, a man and his three daughters came to his office to discuss enrolling in the college. The total cost was more than $16,000. The prospect was understandably hesitant. Since Don had done his need analysis, need awareness, and the need solution portion of the sales process, he had the information he needed to ask for the order, need satisfaction. Don had discovered that the man was quite capable of affording the investment. When the prospect showed some hesitancy, 
there was an unidentified objection. Don got Q-U-I-E-T. He began questioning the prospect by asking, Do you invest in the stock market? After the man responded in the affirmative, Don continued by asking, Do you consider the necessary funds needed to put your daughters through school an investment or an expenditure? When the man responded that the tuition would be an investment, Don continued his questions by asking, And just how much are your daughters worth as an investment? With this question, Don asked the prospect to think of how much he valued and loved his daughters, about how important their future was, and about how an investment in the stock market paled in comparison to an investment in his daughter's future. An investment in the stock market may or may not bring a profit, but an investment in the education of his children would bring a guaranteed result that would continue to produce dividends as the years went by. This simple yet profound approach produced results which made Don Gerald the winner, the father a winner, and all three daughters the winners. Don's Q-U-I-E-T approach was truly a win-win-win situation because the man's response was to enroll all three daughters in the college. I am pleased to be able to report that all three graduated and all are competing successfully in the workforce today. Don was successful because he asked questions which helped him to understand and identify the man's objections, which was a lack of knowledge about return on investment. Using the principles of the QUIET formula led Don's prospect to clearly understand that he wasn't spending money to send his daughter to college. He was investing money in their future. Don could easily have sympathized with the man by saying, Yes, I understand your hesitancy because I feel the same way. I have children, and when I think about them going to college, I just don't know what I'm going to do. College tuitions are outrageous today, aren't they? However, instead of feeling like the prospect felt sympathy, Don understood how the prospect felt without having the same feeling. That's empathy. This allowed him to make the sale. Some prospects will not tell you the true objection, and some prospects will not know the true objection. In both cases, they're often operating on a feeling level. The prospect who is embarrassed to admit he doesn't have the money or doesn't understand the offer may not admit the true objection. He feels poor or uneducated, and his pride or ego demands that he say he is not interested. There are two kinds of tests for prospects that will help you identify true objections. These tests also help the prospect who really doesn't know what his objection is, but knows he can't get comfortable with the decision to buy. The first test is the suppose test. Mr. Prospect, just suppose that condition didn't exist. Would you then buy my product or service? Suppose, blank, were not a consideration. Then would you buy? Suppose you felt good about, blank. Then would you buy? Suppose, then would you make a yes decision? If you have the proper objection identified, then you can take steps to overcome it or move on to the next prospect instead of trying to close a sale which will never be closed. The second test is the 
isolate and validate test. This is a two-step process to prove whether or not you have discovered the true objection. The first step comes when we ask the question, is there any other reason that would prevent you from taking advantage of my offer today? Your objective here is to draw out any and all objections. One of the most frustrating things that can happen to a salesperson is to deal with an objection competently and professionally and then have another one spring up. After you have answered two objections, you need to specifically ask on the third one, is this the only thing standing between you and ownership of our product, or is there something else? You don't want to give the impression that you're going to be with the prospect all day until he finally comes up with an objection you can't answer. Once you get the no, that is the only thing response, you will summarize to validate. So, Mr. Prospect, you're telling me that if blank and blank were not issues, you would buy today. At this point, you're prepared to close the sale. Some salespeople learn to enjoy dealing with objections a little too much. They let their ego enter the picture and may actually encourage objections so that they can demonstrate their intelligence and skill. These salespeople become like gunfighters, hungry for the fight. Make your move, your dirty prospect. Anything you ask, I have an answer for. Remember, your objective is not to prove how many objections you can answer, but how much your goods and services can benefit the prospect. So the quiet method reminds us to question for objections, understand the true objection, then identify the objection so that we can empathize with the prospect and test to make sure it is a true objection. Next time you get an objection to your suggestion, proposal, idea, or sales presentation, you need to pause and use the quiet method. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.